everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is April 21st. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. Today, I would like to start in Mosiah chapter 5. Mosiah chapter 5 starts out with King Benjamin trying to get a feel for how his message has been received among the people, which I have to say, I totally get. I've been working with the EFY program as a teacher and speaker for 10 years. And in that time, I have taught hundreds and hundreds of kids all at the same time, all in one room. And I can tell you from experience, the absolute worst kind of room to teach a huge group in is a long room where you can't look in the eyes of everyone that you're teaching. Every time I teach, I pray for the spirit of discernment so that I can understand how the message is being received. It's an important part of teaching people is to be able to discern where they are, to be able to discern how they're feeling spiritually and how they're receiving what you're saying. And so speaking to a huge group in a long room is so difficult for that reason, because you can't really get an up-close experience with people. And I imagine King Benjamin maybe was feeling this a little bit. Here he is speaking to the multitudes. He's up on a tower and he's speaking and he's not able to have that personal one-on-one looking into the eyes of the people. And so even though he's had this experience where he saw them repent, he still wants to get a gauge for how they are receiving the things that he's saying. He wants to know if they believed the words which he had spoken unto them. So he sends people out to find out how they're feeling. And this is what happens in verse two. It says, And they all cried with one voice saying, Yea, we believe all the words which thou hast spoken unto us. And also we know of their surety and truth because of the spirit of the Lord omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us or in our hearts that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. Now, if you notice there in verse two, we have that same pattern that we've seen so many times in the scriptures and that we've talked about so many times in the scriptures. There's a belief there. And then it says that they know of a surety because of the spirit of the Lord omnipotent. So they had belief because of a testimony of the spirit, that belief turned to testimony. And then look at this conversion at the very end of this verse. It says, we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. So that testimony, that personal experience with the spirit has now led to a conversion where it's going to change the way they behave. It's going to change their action. Their belief turned to testimony and their testimony to conversion because it changed behavior. It changed what they did. It's that same pattern that we see so many times in the scriptures and that we can see in our lives as well. Something that I think is so important also about that verse is that it says the spirit of the Lord wrought a mighty change in their hearts. The Spirit wrought that mighty change. I have that cross-referenced to Alma chapter 5, verse 7, where it says, Behold, he changed their hearts. Yea, he awakened them out of a deep sleep, and they awoke unto God. I have always loved that verse, because it doesn't say that they changed their hearts or that they awakened themselves out of a deep sleep. It says that the Savior did that, that he changed their hearts. 
that he woke them up from that deep sleep. I feel like so often we fight against ourselves when we're trying to change. We are trying so hard and fighting so hard to be better with our own willpower. But our willpower does not have the ability to change our hearts. It might change our actions for a time. Through sheer grit and willpower, I might be able to change my actions for a time. But generally, that is temporary. It usually doesn't last. Because we cannot change our hearts through our willpower. Our hearts can only be changed through His power, through His mercy, through His grace, and through the enabling power of the Atonement of Jesus Christ. That is how we change. That is how we experience a mighty change. And that is the only way to experience a lasting change. We cannot do that through our willpower, only by relying on His power. In this last conference, Elder McKay said this, Here, we should pause and acknowledge that this mighty change of which we speak is wrought in us. It is not wrought by us. We are capable of repenting, changing our conduct, our attitudes, even our desires and beliefs. But it is beyond our power and capacity to change our nature. For this mighty change, we are wholly reliant on Almighty God, It is He who graciously purifies our hearts and changes our nature after all we can do. Jesus Christ has the power to cleanse us from our sins and also cure us of our sinfulness. He is mighty to save, and to that end, He is mighty to change. If we will yield our hearts to Him, exercising faith by making all the changes we are capable of making, He will exercise His power in us to bring about this mighty change of heart. Now, one thing that I think is so interesting is that this mighty change of heart, which was wrought in them, and now keep in mind, these were good, covenant-making, commandment-keeping people, but this mighty change of heart led them to desire a covenant relationship with our Father in Heaven. Look at verse 5, it says, And we are willing to enter into a covenant with our God, to do His will, and to be obedient to His commandments in all things that He shall command us all the remainder of our days. It's interesting because so often we speak about a covenant as a two-way promise. And it is. I'm not taking anything away from that. We make promises. Our Father in Heaven makes promises to us. But to me, that feels so contractual. And knowing what I know about my Father in Heaven... I don't think he views anything about his relationship with us as a contract. If you take a look at the children of Israel in the Old Testament, they were called God's covenant people. They weren't his contractual people. They weren't his two-way promise people. They were his covenant people, which meant they had a special relationship with him. He invited them to do things to make changes and to make promises so that their relationship could be even closer, so that he could bless them in all the ways that he wanted to bless them, and so he could be close to them, unencumbered by sin. That is the kind of thing that the people of King Benjamin were desiring in this moment. They believed the words which were spoken. The Spirit had blessed them with a testimony that what was being said was true. 
and they had desires to change, to do, and to act upon the things that they believed. They desired to make promises to God to keep His commandments so that they could be closer to Him, so that they could have a special relationship with Him, so that their closeness to Him would not be blocked at all by any sin on their part. They wanted that closeness. They wanted that relationship. And because of that, it led them to covenants. My friends, do we view our covenants in the same way? Do we view our covenants as an opportunity to come closer to our Father in Heaven, to strengthen our relationship with Him? Or are we viewing them as a checklist? Things that we feel like we have to check off so that we can walk into Heaven. The older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing nothing about our Father in Heaven is a checklist. Nothing that He asks us to do is so that we can check a box. Everything is about Him desiring to be closer with us and our making changes so that that closeness can be there. President Benson once said that nothing is going to startle us more when we pass through the veil to the other side than to realize how well we know our Father and how familiar his face is to us. My friends, we can be his covenant people. We can allow our testimonies to drive our actions. We can enter into a special relationship with our Father in Heaven and come to know him in close and intimate ways. As we turn our hearts over to him, become obedient to his commandments, and obey his will. I testify of the love that our Father in Heaven has for us, the perfect love of a perfect Father. And if we allow Him to, He can teach us about His love perfectly. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.